It's hot as hell in here, and that's because we're on the road of demons. When you're listening into the Demon Road Diaries, you're gonna get crazy action. You're gonna get the real on the ground from demons themselves. Effie approves demon energy, and if you need it in your ears, you can have it forever. That's the magic of Demon Road Diaries. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe. Is your company, brand, wrestling promotion, or whatever else looking for a new and different way to promote your product? Well, Demon Road Diaries is currently looking for sponsors. We have thousands of listens spanning 14 different countries. That's one hell of a way to get your message out. So if you've got a show coming up that you would like us to talk about, or you've got a product that's just changing lives, let us know. Reach out to us at wearethecoda at gmail.com, and we will talk about sponsor packages. You can sponsor one episode or you can sponsor many. That's all up to you and your budget. And we can find a way to work with almost any budget. So reach out to us at wearethecoda at gmail.com and let us know that you would like to be a sponsor of Demon Road Diaries. Enjoy the episode. Maybe it'll start recording. Possibly, maybe. It could. Any second now. There we go. And there it is. And there it is. The dot is red. And you know what the fuck that means. Tell us what it means, Kaden. You know what that means. You know what that means. Probably don't know what that means. (laughs) Somebody does, though. And all of our faithful listeners know that that means it's time for Demon Road Diaries. Your sixth favorite wrestling podcast uh to introduce ourselves because it's that time uh it's me it's me that sweet katie g your music city messiah Caden green it is i your bastard son ronnie rios it is i the one who is currently using a ring light to illuminate her living room because one of her cats <laughs> broke the fucking lamp chelsea dirt it's two weeks in a row with a ring light yeah, we're just we're doing the best we can. I thought um, I thought you were just going for the moody aesthetic. Um, I, I mean I, I I do my best, but this is what we got going on <laughs> right now, and uh, we're just we're just doing our fucking best, right? I feel you. <laughs> Speaking of doing their best, I know somebody who's absolutely doing their best because he is storming back into the world of wrestling promotion, and that is one Mister Drennan. Drennan, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. Two's kind, man. Storming back in. That's uh, that's uh, pretty great. I like that. Well, All right. I mean, cool, man. We're, that, we're... That, you're getting me hyped up now. I'm damn I mean, fucking Mills, straight. Mills doesn't do anything with subtlety attacks. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, are not, we are not subtle. Yes, you're right. Oh, jeez. Ah, yeah. Right. No, but it's no, awesome. awesome to be here, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, we're we're big fans of the pod. Uh, one of the early guests we had on was your cohort, Teddy Stigma. Oh, really? And, yeah, and Teddy was like episode five, I believe. Yeah, he was uh, a really early episode. Yeah, Damn it. you know what? And that that oh, that bums me out, man. I thought I thought I didn't know Teddy was going to be on here. Now he's going to hold this over my head because he's the one that does all the podcasts. So I was like, oh man, I'm on a podcast, and like Teddy's already done it. I was gonna, <laughs> I was going to throw that in his face so hard. Uh, so it was almost a year ago. So there is a possibility that you may ha- that he may have forgotten, and you know, yeah. 
and it was like comes, nine o'clock at night. So who when knows? It, when it comes to me and Teddy's competitiveness, he will not. Teddy can't remember what he ate yesterday, but he can remember something that he beat me at like four years ago. No problem. Oh, every time. Well, oh, now man. we're like a real podcast instead of like true. a baby podcast. We okay. were very much in our infancy back then. All right. Yeah, we have Yeah, like you wait. You wait until it got good to have me on. I'll tell him. That's that, that, yeah, that, exactly. that, that was the plan. There you go. <laughs> Don't tell Teddy. He was the tune-up. He was enhanced there you talent. Go. You're That's the main right. event. That's right. Okay. Yeah, he's jerking the curtain. I'm out here. I'm main event. All right. I like that. Main All right. Event. He oh, yeah. code this shit. He asked to be first match so he could get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, he pulled a Serpentico. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, fuck. But we're big proponents of Mayhem on Mills. Um, it was one of the, I think it was the last match we had in 2019 and definitely one of the highlights of that year. Um, and then, yeah, we spoke with Teddy early on in the pandemic so like right when things were everything was locked down and the future was extremely uncertain so it's kind of it's kind of nice coming almost a year later now we get to talk to you about the return of mayhem on mills um so uh, i'm just curious so like what's the last year been like for you drennan because like i know that everything keeps changing there's a million factors going all at once so like what led up to this return well okay so basically it's been almost exactly a year i think our last show was late february of last year um and you know like everybody else i mean i don't remember if we <laughs> you know i remember like it was around march you know like mid-march or whatever i remember like the last in fact i remember the last pandemic weekend was actually it was Perro's wedding and I remember we were out, we were partying, and a lot of people. And that was the last weekend I remember for like that 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 was on a Saturday or Sunday. And I remember that Monday everything shut down, and then everything like that. But I remember it was like mid March, and then it was we didn't even we had a show in April at the very. It was supposed to be our second anniversary show, and I remember at the time we didn't even cancel it. We were like, oh, this will you know like this will blow over. It's only supposed to be like two or three weeks or something like that. And, Everything will be fine. Oh, we, God. we don't even need to cancel this thing, you know, and whatever. And then, you know, apparent, it, it, things became a little apparent, like, uh, you know, a couple weeks later. And, yeah, so we had to kibosh those, those plans, which really, I was really bummed on that one, man. We, uh, like, I, I think I've dealt with this a lot uh, better, you know, than some people have. And I don't know. I don't know what that means. But, like. I think I've I've taken some positives and stuff out of it, but uh, I do remember that that day was like one of that. That was the only day I think the worst day of everything. I remember just looking at the card and being like, we had so much good stuff on there, and I, I really thought like we were really starting to turn a corner, and we we had plans to tour. We wanted to do like a little Florida tour that summer, and you know, it's just it, it's a bummer. You know, I try not to get too down about it, but. Uh, you know, and me and Teddy had a we me and Teddy Stigma. You know, obviously you guys know, but uh, we had a we actually lost another guy, Rich Evans, who was uh, helped us promote and everything. He was not an actual worker; he's not really in the business, but he uh, he was just known around Mills. He ran a ran a record label around there, but he he actually left to move to Portland right before this. It was kind of like a two blows right back to back because he left right after the show and told us right after the show. 
last show and then um and then the whole pandemic thing happened but me and teddy around june we had a meeting we're like well, what do you want to do man like i think gcw was starting to do some stuff and a couple places are popping back up and teddy was pretty adamant he didn't want to do anything for the entire year so i agreed with that you know and we just decided hey you know whatever and around end of november beginning of december i went to uh will who owns will's pub and where we do the shows and just talk to him about the possibility of doing something. And we kind of had a couple meetings about it and February seemed like a good day or a good time to do it. And we, um, you know, we just got together and that's pretty much just going from there. It's, it, it's just, it's, there wasn't like some big plan. Honestly, it was just like, Hey, I want to do this. I, I miss doing this. This is the thing I want to do more than anything. Uh, I love doing mayhem on mills. And I just wanted, I just, I just needed to do it. I just like, give me a date and everything else will fall into place basically. As the best things do. It's like, I don't know what it is about Mills, man. Just like a certain fucking magic to it. It's like one of the few shows that I still enjoy attending as a fan. It's like, cause I've never, I have yet to have the pleasure of working Mills, but like just going and seeing like my favorite match of, uh, probably the entire year that I was able to see live happened at the very last Mill show, you know, the one between Kylin and uh, Wolf, and Wolf Taylor. The ladder match. Oh, I that, love that match. That was just chef's kiss. And yes. it's, it, it just like creates this feeling. Everybody, everybody leaves afterwards and they were like, yeah, I had a good fucking time. And maybe it's the time machines. Maybe it's the people. <laughs> maybe it's a little bit from column A and column B. Well, you know, it's just a thing of like, my, my thing about Mayhem on Mills and what I've always wanted to do with it was you don't need to be, you can be the, I I really think with our shows, you can be the most hardcore wrestling fan and you can come and have a blast. Also, I think you can know virtually nothing about wrestling and come and have a blast. That's what it's supposed to be. I try to keep them, you know, I I, like, and it sucks because I get, sorry guys, it sucks because I try to get I try to keep it so many people and I want to put so many people on the shows, but I also want to keep the shows two hours long. You know, I mean, you guys have been around. We all know how it is yeah. to be on a 16 match show. Like hey, ah. I get it and get it. And one of them's a battle Royal, you know what I'm saying? So it's just <laughs> like, God damn. And like, and, and as much as I want everybody to be able to work and as much as I want everybody to be able to have opportunities and do this stuff, I have to do what's best for the show. So it's just like, we want like to keep it like six matches at, if that we try to keep it as, I don't want to say broad, but I mean, you, you can be a fan or you cannot be a fan and you can have the same experience. And as far as that, you talk about that Kylan and Wolf match, one of my absolute favorites as well, which is so funny. Cause it was really kind of just supposed to be like a little kind of comedy gimmick match. Cause Kylan had the, the bunny and yeah. Wolf was kind of doing his like goofy wolf stuff. And I was like, oh, well, what if we stole the bunny and we had a ladder match for it? You know, just like the same, like, you know, <laughs> how you guys are talking about how mayhem gets booked sometimes. And it's just me, me making myself laugh. I was like, oh, what if they put the bunny up and had a ladder match over it? <laughs> Wound up being probably the best match we put on. Like, and like, oh. they, they both took it. I mean, even though they're, they're, they're going after a bunny, they still, they made it work. They and, and they're fighting into time machines and all this other kind of crap and like whatever, but they still made it look brutal. They still made it just somehow and like you know, 
like my philosophy is like doing the booking and stuff like that. It's just I I want to give them a I want to give them the canvas and then they paint it. Like that was all Wolf and 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 Kylan. That was them. Like I I came up with the idea of putting the bunny up on top. So that was my genius in the match. You know, like that was it. But other than that, they I mean, look at that thing. It was it was a it was a it was a work of art. I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, I think that's we we talked about it a little bit. We actually had Wolf on the show and we talked about that match and. He, he we just said that like what made it work was like you said it just they committed to it a hundred percent like and right. i think that's that's almost like the secret sauce to any wrestling match is that it doesn't matter what your gimmick is or what your character is or what the stipulation is it's like if everyone involved is a thousand percent committed it can work and that's when it's going to work the best yeah yeah and they they like i said they went in and i know i've talked to both of them afterwards and and i know both of them that's one of their favorite matches not only of like the year or whatever but of both of their careers and i'm Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of them for it and i'm glad i'm just glad we can that outlet you know and like mayhem to me is fun it that's all i want it to be like i you know i I want people to do what they got to do and like if that takes if that's a real serious good pro wrestling match that's great if it's two people having a ladder match over a bunny that's great too whatever we want to whatever we can do to make it fun and i like I, I, you know, I'm not trying to get like stereotypical or anything, but I don't really, you know, I'm, I don't really subscribe to the whole like, oh, this match is five stars or this is that or whatever, yeah. because it's this certain thing. I, if you entertain me, you entertain me, you know, like that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. And, and I think, you know, I, you know, I can, I've, I love wrestling. I've loved it my entire life. I can sit down and watch the most like technical, you know, two out of three falls, like 90 minute, like British wrestling match. But I can also watch two guys like, you know, do death match like stuff and just beat each other over the head with like light tubes and stuff. And I love it all. Like, I think it's great. And there's a, there's a place for all of it. So I just want to bring whatever we can bring to mayhem to make people have fun. That's about it. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of having fun, um, I've personally had a lot of fun enjoying your adventures in the professional <laughs> wrestling world. Uh, when I broke in, you were actually someone who was like kind of in my immediate circle because that's when you were still, if you, if you don't mind me saying it, that's when you were Eddie Graves. Yeah. I've never heard of that person. I actually, you know what? Honestly, I actually, <laughs> I love the name Eddie Graves. Like I, I kind yeah. of wish I was, and that Eddie Graves was never originally, like I wasn't supposed to be Drennan. Like, uh, yeah. like that was, Drennan was like a, like a, you know, not to get it, it's just weird how things work out sometimes. And Eddie, so the Drennan thing was supposed to be me and uh, me and Teddy Stigma were doing this thing called Savages. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I did this thing where I went away for a little bit, I took a little bit of time off, and uh, I came back as Drennan. And I was supposed to be this, like, kind of like I shaved my face and cut my hair and was supposed to be this kind of like I, I don't know, I kind of based it on like a resi- religious, like, zealot kind of guy and like. And was supposed to be this like righteous guy that did not drink or didn't do any of the things that Eddie Graves did. And it was supposed to be this like FIP storyline that eventually had me turning back into Eddie Graves. And it was all just a grift. But uh, Gabe Sabolsky came in and kind of reset everything. And he liked the name Drennan. So we just kind of kept it. And it's just like, I just kind of went back to being Eddie Graves, but just like, he just liked the name Drennan more than he liked Eddie Graves. So he was like, yeah, keep it. Why not? And it's like, all yeah. right. So I just did. So that was about it. And then whenever I started doing things at the end, it just kind of fit because it was like Odinson, 
Paro Drennan, you know, instead of like, it would be kind of weird to be Paro. All you white Eddie Graves. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, uh, uh, I was going to say, though, because when I broke in, I broke in at Uproar. And yeah. you were, uh, like, kind of in that immediate title picture when they were first getting started. And I was always, like, I you were someone that I was, like, okay, so, like, this is that, this is that guy. Not that you couldn't wrestle, because you could. It's just that, oh, this is that guy that talks people into the building. Yeah, well, thank you for being very, very generous when you say... Yeah, I can wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to do the work in an Alex Chamberlain match. I've done a leap frog or two in my day. You know, that's about it. Um, but See, yeah, don't so let like, Teddy hear this. That, that's his thing. He's like, he's like, well, that's why we had to be a tag team because he couldn't talk and I couldn't wrestle. So there you go. <laughs> Sounds pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. Mm. <laughs> um, no, but uh, but I, so okay, so we we got a little bit of it of where Dreden came from. So I guess just to go all the way back, even before uproar. So kind of where what's what's your starting point? What's your origin? How did you get to Eddie Graves? How did, like how did this all start for you? I was just uh, you know no big plan. Like I mean, I always loved wrestling. And, like, I don't know, somewhere along the line, like, I, I remember, like, in high school, I kind of, like, sent away to a couple places, like, uh, like actual mail, uh, to just see about, like, schools and stuff like that. I think one was called, like, Skull Crushers. It was, like, Pensacola or something. I remember I loved it because Mick Foley was on the, like, like fire or whatever the hell for it. In a couple of different places. Kind of you know, didn't take it seriously, graduated, went to college and I, I played, I'm, I'm a drummer and I played in a lot of bands and stuff. So that was kind of what I was doing more than anything. And, uh, I don't know, like around, I was 23. I had dropped out of school because, uh, I was in a band that was going to totally make it. And then, you know, then that band broke up <laughs> Then I was just serving. Like I was just, my only thing I was doing was serving tables at a job and, I was like, oh, I'll go back to school. I was actually thinking about moving back in with my parents and stuff. And then just, I don't know what it was. Just the, the Dudley boys had a school down in Kissimmee. I saw something with it. I had, a, I had just enough money to pay for it. And I was like, you know what? And it wasn't even like this thing. Like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, you know, everybody, I always know everybody wants to tell you, like, uh, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to make it. And I'm going to be the fucking, you know, WWE champ or whatever. That wasn't me. Like I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna see if I can get through the training. And my whole thing was, I was like, I might have a match. You know, like yeah. that could be kind of cool. You know, like uh, yeah, at least I did it. You know, and then after that, I'll go and settle down and just do whatever. And uh, <laughs> and I don't know. So I went in there, and I always remember the first thing I walk in. It's the uh, Team 3D School of Sports Entertainment and Professional Wrestling. And I remember, I, I can still remember to this day, walking in, first guy I ever saw was actually, the first guy I ever saw was, uh, I think, well, actually, the first guy I ever saw was Jesse Neal, but I think the second guy was uh, Serpentico. And then um, I remember walking in and talked to the, like, the, the strength and conditioning coach, this guy, Dan Carr, and he gave me, like, everything that was going on with it. And I remember he walked me in, and Bubba was sitting there with the uh, advanced class and he just gave me one up and down and was just like, 
All right. And I could just tell he was just like, well, we'll take like, you know, if, he, if the check clears, we'll, we'll train him. But <laughs> I, I green. Guess, he was he was not impressed. If that's uh, what I can tell you. But uh, but yeah, no, I uh, so I signed up and I did it. And, you know, the, about, I don't know, a couple months in, I was like, you know, I, I can do this. Like, I'm, I'm I'm not the best wrestler. I'm not the most athletic guy, but I can, you know, I can like when I say athletic, I mean, I'm, I'm not the most physically gifted as far as like being agile and stuff like that, but I could keep up, you know, like I can, I can be physical if I need to be. And I don't know, somewhere in there, I was like, I I get this. Like, I kind of like, I'm starting to understand how this works. And about a year later, maybe a little bit, a year and change later, you know, I had my first match and then here I am 13 years later. And I think I've done some pretty cool stuff and I'm, pretty happy with it you know i'm not saying i'm had the best career but like you know, I, you know i'm pretty happy with what i've done but yeah yeah 3ds uh dudley boys trained me bub and devon couldn't ask for two better trainers i love those guys um you know they are everything that you think they are but they're they're both uh bub would hate this i said him, but he's kind of a sweetheart he's also kind of a maniac but uh uh Devon yeah also a sweetheart great guy but you know they were great uh like I said Serpentico he had a big hand in my training as well um a guy named James Posh had a big chain he doesn't really I don't know if you guys Uh, remember him I worked him in a mixed tag once he's really cool yeah yeah he'd uh I think I don't know if he still works or not uh he he moved out to Arizona yeah he moved out to Arizona uh he might do some stuff out there but he he also had some uh hands my training and then a little like and it was cool because they you know we got to do a lot of cool stuff we got to do a lot of tna like uh, at the time extra work and uh do like little dark matches like basically job for people on that kind of stuff way way earlier than i probably should have been doing stuff like that uh got to learn from like i mean we'd have guys like homicide came in a lot he taught us taught me a lot of stuff uh samoa joe came in a lot he was he was super cool and like uh yeah, you know, it was a really cool place to train. I, I like a lot of like you know, a lot of good memories, man. A lot of good people, and still is as far as I know. Like you know, I've obviously I've trained there in a while, but you know, drop in every once in a while, and we've had a lot of alumni on the on the shows and uh, keep in contact with them. And you know, I think their reputation speaks for itself. Oh yeah. Yeah, I gotta I gotta say, like the fucking three D is a hell of a place to like. Oh, maybe I'll have a match someday. Kind of school. Yeah. So like, you know, well, like a... well, that's just me being an idiot, really, more than anything, <laughs> honestly. Me having that, that's the thing. I, I, I really like Bubba one time told me he was like, You're like basically it gave me some backhanded compliment about like how I understood how like I got wrestling but still knew nothing about it. Like it was it was just like you get this stuff you just you understand how like telling a story works and like kind of like how what goes into this and like kind of the the nuances of it but you have no idea how like wrestling like any of the backstage stuff goes or like how any like interpersonal relationships or he's like you have no idea how any of that stuff or like like he's like you should have been so intimidated to just even come in here and do any of this and he's like but you were just too fucking stupid to like know (laughs) that it wasn't like that you should have never done this, like you know, whatever. And I'm like, hey, I can't, I can't disagree with him. He's, he's so, he was right. <laughs> so in Bubba's fucked up, weird dad way, he said, yeah. like, son, you're an artist. You're a terrible yeah. businessman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
One hundred percent. Yeah, that is uh, that. That would I, I would imagine that would be exactly what Bubble would say. Hey, man, they, they, he would definitely call me an artist, and he would definitely call me broke at the same time. So that would be his thing. He's like, yeah, you're never gonna make. I remember he. What did he tell me? He was like one time. He was like, oh, Drennan, you're never gonna be the main event, but uh, you're gonna be the guy that everybody wants to party with. You know, you, you hear what he said? He's like, <laughs> it was like your, your your hotel room's gonna have pizza coming off the roof, and you're gonna have all this stuff like beer cans everywhere, and everybody's gonna want to work you and party with you, but you're never gonna make any money. <laughs> that that is just the most Bubba thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, and it, that's the thing, like Bubba, you know. I got to give it to him. He, uh, a lot of really cool things. Uh, really, you know, he's a good guy. And, uh, all he ever said, all he ever guaranteed us was like, I'll train you the best I can for the money that you paid me. And I will say he went above and beyond the money that I paid him. And, uh, you know, he was, he was always honest about that stuff. He's like, Hey, I'm not here to be your friend. Like, you know, and I'm not here to get you a job. And like, I'm here to treat, teach you, everything that i know about wrestling or like everything i can teach you about wrestling and teach it to you the best of the ability and i think he did that above and beyond so like uh, you know i i got my money's worth from those guys and um and I, you know not to dis- discount devon either he was great uh but yeah like uh <laughs> it just i got a lot more above us stories because it's just like <laughs> he's just he's just a character i mean everybody knows that so it's just like uh yeah i'll tell you about it. I, Maybe for the maybe for the segment later, I'll tell you about the time he tried to run me off of I four. Oh, <laughs> well, let's no. table that um, because I know the place that'll fit. Get the table, sorry. Oh, did I just make a tables <laughs> reference? Yeah, there you funny, go. Yeah, funny story about tables. Um, I was watching SmackDown many moons ago while watching my nephew. He was like probably four or five at the time. Um, and there was some sort of there was some sort of Dudley bit on TV. I don't even know what it was. And uh, he was like asking me to play some sort of YouTube video for him on my phone for like the seven hundredth time. So I was like, "Try." He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Get the tables." And he was like, "Okay." And he ran off and like disappeared for I want to say like twenty minutes or so. And then he came back with uh, one of those like foldable TV dinner um, setup tables, and he was like, "Okay, now what?" And I was like, "Huh? Would you?" <gasps> <laughs> he got the tables. <laughs> it's it's fun for the whole family. Hey, he's learning quick. They don't. Yeah. If you ever if you ever meet either one of them, don't tell them that because they're gonna get mad at you for gimmick infringement one hundred percent. They're probably asking for some money. I, I would never dream of it. Uh, Bubba is the most intimidating person I've ever met in my entire life. Um, I still have like PTSD, like flashbacks. Like I wake out of a cold sweat and I'm like, God, no, please. And like recalling the last conversation that I had with him. And um, yeah. So I, I probably, I'm like, I'm like this whenever I see either of them. I'm like, Yes, sir. Yeah. Very well, sir. Ah, yes, I see how you'd feel that way, sir. Affirmative. <laughs> sir. They are like very the... much, uh, they are very much, they definitely command that kind of a, that respect and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Sure. And, and I definitely 100% was that like that for, you know, I mean, it, like, like I said, it, you know, it took a couple months, you know, like, I think once they, 
once they know you're there, once they know they that you're not just there to kind of like, you know, uh, like they would always talk about you're going to be a wrestler here to do fantasy camp. And I think if once they get kind of be like, hey, you're serious about this and you like they kind of let the guard down a little bit, you know, they never let it down fully. I, mean, I could I could literally main event WrestleMania like tomorrow, like this coming WrestleMania, I could main event it have like the like people could be fawning over it telling them the weather i'd get a text message from bubba the next day okay kid you know it was good but here's what you did wrong it was <laughs> he'll be like it was all right and then you'd see the dot 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 yeah yeah oh, yeah God. But... <laughs> i remember uh when uh devon's sons debuted at uproar um and they had a match with uh the rios and Cruz. uh so like I was just a little stagehand because I hadn't tra- I hadn't finished training and I'm just they're like uh, Mark says to me hey go get the D- uh, the Dudleys to sign this uh, release form for this waiver <laughs> and I was like okay and I walk over to him and I was like uh, hey guys uh, I just need you to sign this whenever you get a chance and then Devon walks straight up to me and goes now he wasn't being mean but he just looked at me and goes hold on let me see that. And like gestures for me to hand me the papers, and I'm just like shitting my pants. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Here, here, and he just takes his time, <laughs> just pulls out the reading glasses, like very deliberate gestures <laughs> to like spectacles. read this waiver. <laughs> that was oh God. that's that, amazing. Like, that's I remember that. I remember that match. I remember that show. Yeah, yeah, that's it, hilarious. I remember it. Like, yeah. It, <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm just trying. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Joe. No, no, no. no it's, if you got, if you got it's a thing, good. tell us. It's, it's oh, good. no. I'm just, no, I was just remembering that. And I'm like, I, I totally remember him coming around and like, I think you talked to like, you know, me and, you know, uh, maybe Cruz. Yeah, definitely Cruz. He talked to Cruz. But everybody else, he's just kind of like, you know, all right. I don't know. Like, these aren't my kids. He's like, did I train any of these kids? You. you know, like whatever. Like, no, Steve, I need to train any of these kids. I think maybe Lethal might have been there. So he was like hanging out with Lethal or something. But like, uh, I don't remember. But yeah, like, I just remember him being around, just kind of like, yeah, like just making sure everything's on the up and up and everything. I remember him kind of like asking me, he's like, what do you think? I remember, I think earlier that week, he's like, you know, these guys okay? You know, like, what, what's their, I'm like, yeah, man, they'll be fine. Like, you know, yeah. And especially it's, like, you know, you're, you're working Cruz and Rios. I mean, yeah, what, that's... I mean, what could what could possibly go wrong? You know what I'm saying? It's, like, yeah, it's so funny that he was like, and like, like a good dad, uh, he was being very protective of like where they worked, and it's like, it's just so funny to me that like he was still so sketchy about uproar when it's like now that I've been in wrestling for a while and I've worked a variety of promotions, I like, I don't, re- I never, I didn't realize at the time because I was so new, I just started. Yeah. Oh, this is like a nice promotion. Yeah, no. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> uproar was like, a, like a oh my god, like compared to like night. I mean, I put it up there in like probably the 80th percent of like yeah. nice places to work that were not like a pain in my ass or like or sketchy or like anything. I mean, those guys are great, man. It was yeah. fun. It was a fun promotion, you know. Like yeah. I always had a blast working over there. I miss that place, man. Like that place was cool as hell. Like. uh did you, uh, sorry, I mean, <laughs> go ahead. Did you train with Lethal in them or where did you train at? So I trained at Uproar. Um, okay. So, so, was, I so have... who, who was the head trainer at Uproar? Lethal. Lethal. Okay. So wait, Uproar was, or was, was that the same thing as his or was it separate? I, I, I don't remember. So the way it worked is the best of my recollection because it's been a while and I've been dropped on my head a few times. Yeah. Um, 
so basically, uh, Mark, the wrestler slash promoter who wanted to start Uproar Pro Wrestling, he had some kind of relationship with Jay. I don't know if it was just they were just friends or they just knew each other casually. But basically, they reached kind of like a symbiotic agreement with each other where Mark wanted to start a promotion, but he knew that to fund it, he probably should start a school. And he was like, but I can't start a school unless like a a profitable school unless I have a name attached to it. Yeah. Jay wanted a school. Jay loves teaching. Jay just wanted somewhere he could work out and teach kids. So basically they reached this agreement of like, all right, I'll give you a school because Mark owned a ring. It's like, I'll, and I'll help you. I'll like, we'll go in on with the rent with, with each other. And like you just train the kids and I can use that to promote the school and get you students and da da da. And it was like it worked for a while. Like Jay wrestled a few shows. Yeah. Um, I remember we did like a battle royal and stuff. I just I think me and him were supposed to have a match and then something happened with Ring of Honor and he couldn't do it. And yeah, yeah I, I was super I, bummed. Yeah. About it. I went over there and, yeah. I mean, like yeah. I love Jay Lebo, man. And he uh because I went over there, he he invited me to go train over oops, sorry. Uh, he invited me to go over train over there a couple of times. So I went over there and I had a blast like training over there with him and learned a lot from him. Dave's awesome guy. And like I did some stuff at ring of honor and he always kind of like, you know, Hey man, you know, he was always cool, really cool to me about that kind of stuff. So it was like, but, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Like, cause I remember going over there. I didn't know. Like, so did you, were you, cause I mean, we have a lot of talent on mayhem that were, have gone through him with like Snoop and Hunter law mm-hmm. and Troy and everything. Yeah. And were you part of that group or yeah, I, I was in yeah, their okay. class. Okay. Yeah, it it was that was the thing that was really cool when we worked the December show with you guys. I would walk into the locker room and there's like three or four of my classmates. Oh yeah. And we're just like, and what was cool about it, it wasn't you know this isn't a Jay Lethal show. This isn't yeah. a Tampa Pro show. That's now Jay's promotion. Like this isn't a favor to anyone. It's like we all got booked independently because of our talent and our ability. And yeah, one hundred percent. So like that felt really good that I was like, oh, my, my class is fucking doing it. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't like, none of that had to do with like, like booking, like any of those guys had like, I, has nothing to do with Jay. It was just always like, I mean, you know, I mean, the first time I ever saw Troy Hollywood, he made me laugh so hard. And like, yeah. and also it was amazing that he just like, I'm like, why is this guy everywhere? Like, why isn't everybody booking this guy? Like this guy's amazing. You know, and Snoop, mm-hmm. obviously same thing. Hunter. You know, Hunter took a little bit longer, but, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's, like, good. And, like, he had to kind of find himself, I think, a little bit more. But, like, you know, perfect. Like, I mean, especially those three guys, and now they're, like, I mean, I don't even think they were calling themselves OAO when I, when we started doing all stuff with them. Or maybe they were, I don't know. But, like, uh, maybe that that comes from, like, the beginning or something like that. It comes from, like, the school, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, OAO was them, and then another wrestler we trained with, uh, Danny Vincent. Yeah, And so, like, that was their, like... They're kind of, I guess that was like their click or their like, okay. it was one of those things that like, it was just meant to be a thing between them, but it yeah. got over. So it became an on-camera thing. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, all that's just from like running through those, like running around and seeing those guys. Like, uh, I mean, I don't even remember the first time I saw, I first time I saw Snoop like years ago. And I was like, I remember I wanted to work it, and they were like, I was, it was like on ACW or something like that. And I remember like, like dude this guy's great you know like let me work him like let me let me do something with him and they're like 
no, 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 no. He's just cruiserweight or whatever. And I'm like, what? Come on, man. Like, like whatever. Like, you know, it was just like so weird. And I remember, I, I, I remember like I proposed like a whole like three match thing with him where I was like, you know, it was supposed to be like, he gets like the upset win and then he beats me again. And it was, it was supposed to be this whole thing. And then like, they were like, nah, like I, I just, it blew my mind how much like, I, I mean, I don't want to like, sorry, I don't even mean to like, I didn't even mention ACW because it might not even been that place. So, so like, I don't even know who it was, but I'm just saying like, I just remember being like, can you not see how good these guys are? They need to work with like guys like me who can like help them out. And they, I need to work with guys like them that can make me look good. So it's like, <laughs> it all works, works <laughs> out, you know, like, come that's on. how it works. Yeah. Like, that's how we should be doing this, you know? That's like this works, is, brother. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't I figure, like, I, I don't know. And so it's like, whatever, but yeah, like, um. I, I didn't know, uh, yeah, like, sorry, no, I'm getting all, all mangled, up, mangled up and everything, but, like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, now I'm on, I, they, my, I, you guys don't know my real name, or my actual name, my, my, my real name is Drennan, but my first name is Dan, and I tend to go off on things, so they call me, uh, they have a term for my, my storytelling way, which is Dangents, which I just yes! go off on, like, I seven different ways, so. Yeah, so brother, uh, this whole podcast is like, <laughs> like, I don't, so, I don't, so I, now I'm like, I'm like, oh, wait, where do we go back? How did we get on this? I'm like, oh, Hollywood, new uh, uproar, train. I'm like, I, I don't even know where I started, so I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, so we like started like a beautiful mind room with like, yeah, yeah, exactly, shit. like that's yeah. our entire podcast. And, and this yeah. is this is this is just bubbly water, I'm not even drunk, if I'm drunk, <laughs> it's even worse. Oh, oh, is that that sparkling water brand that's like water with, by the way, it was transported in a truck that was next to a truck with like whatever fruit it's flavored with? No, that's the Croix. Oh, yeah. that's the Croix. Bubbly, wait, wait, wait. Bubbly has wait, wait, a wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. LaCroix is transported in a truck <laughs> it's like... located next to a truck with a fruit of the flavor what? yeah that's what it this needs to be explained to me because i don't know that, about this that's what the flavor reminds me of it's like let's say you've got like the strawberry flavor of Lacroix. the only it it tastes so little of strawberry that it's like this uh this flavor of Lacroix. it was transported into in a truck <laughs> that was next to a truck that was transporting strawberries okay and that's okay. what it tastes like okay. like yeah, this there's like a was... whole there's a whole list of these i think yeah. one was like someone like lime tastes like someone whispered lime into the can into the <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a uh, it's a pretty fi- efficient business model. I mean, I'd like to get that job. You know, I think I could do it pretty sensually. <laughs> you know, I, know. I, I was literally like, I'm like, I, like when you first started saying that, as soon as you said Lacroix, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's like the because that's like the first one. That one's been around forever. But yeah. I thought like for a minute there, you were talking about some new like seltzer thing that was like, no. oh, they transport it in two different trucks, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, what's the gimmick? What's the gimmick here? Rios, what was that other brand that you introduced to my refrigerator? Oh, Spindrift. Yeah. But Spindrift Spindrift. actually has fruit in it. Yeah, that one's like okay for me. I'm very picky about my spicy water. I remember you you, uh, you like press the thing down and it goes into it or something like that, or no, I don't know. Okay, never mind. It's way less. It's it's way more way less complicated than that. Yeah, no, it's literally just like it's sparkling water with a little fruit juice in it, like literal oh, okay. fruit juice. 
Um, it sounds like a new series of washing machines. They're like, come <laughs> try the new. Well, well what's funny is like the cans. The cans like look ex- like hipster extreme washing machines. <laughs> the cans look like little hipster IPAs. They do. So, yeah. so, like, I remember on my birthday, because I'm, I'm a whore for attention, uh, I took a picture of myself in a bubble bath at Chelsea's because I was in lockdown with her. And I'm drinking a spindrift in the picture. And everyone commented, being like, oh, what's that What's that beer you got, man? I didn't even know you drank. Like, what's your, like <laughs> what brand is that? It looks good. <laughs> I'm just like, it's I fucking... thought it was beer. It's like I came home <laughs> from work and I opened the fridge and I was like, Rios, did you put beer in my fridge? And he was like, no, it's sparkling water. And I was like, that sounds fake. So I picked up a can and I was like, oh. It's a sparkling IPA. And then he was like, now, if you'll excuse me, I need to take a bubble bath. Excuse me, I have some thirst to trap. (laughs) That sounds delightful. And and Chelsea, I got to say, me and you would have have very different reactions to beer being in our fridge. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was because it was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not like I'm like, oh, there's beer in my fridge. Better set the whole apartment on fire just to be sure. It's like, oh, it's no. I li- specifically because it was Rios. I live with uh, three other well, I was living with three other people. Now it's just two. I just had a roommate move out. but And we are all avid drinkers. And it would just be like, oh, my God, somebody left beer in here? And, like, <laughs> I got to get this before it's, like, it's like leftovers or anything. It's like, oh, I got to get this before anybody else does. So it's like, I'm not even a huge beer drinker, honestly. I'm more of a liquor guy. But everybody else here, I think we have a have – a, have you guys – are you familiar with Natter Days at all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a 24-pack of Natter Days, and I'm just like, I won't go near that. Like, I'm, oh, I'm not – uh, I'm, I, I, I'm glad I, that's I, how that sentence ended because I was about to judge you real hard. <laughs> Actually, yeah. the only thing uh, the only thing I've been drinking lately is uh, Funky Buddha has um, have these seltzers, and I really like those. Other than that, I, I'm I, you know I got on the whole White Claw craze and everything like that. Uh, I've never been a huge beer drinker, more of like a tequila whiskey guy. So it's like whatever. But I, I do like the seltzers. I don't know, like you know. I accidentally drank like this much of a white claw because um, <laughs> my friend was holding it and it looked, I thought it was a can of Celsius because she had been drinking oh, yeah, Celsius yeah, yeah. earlier. So I like literally grabbed it out of her hand and she just sat there like watching me, like knowing I would eventually realize it and freak out. And I was like, oh God, because I have straight edge <laughs> tattooed on my stomach. So it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a thing. And she was like, that's what you get for just taking it without asking. <laughs> like, this um, is awful. I'm so sorry. Um, imagine breaking edge on White Claw. Oh, White Claw. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's the level. Because you, like, there's only two ways to break edge. You either just fucking give up or you start cocaine. There's yeah. no more. That's it. Like, you either go like, you know what? I've been doing this too long. I think it's time to start drinking. Yeah. Or you, uh, or you just like, hey, I was at this party with this guy Steve, and you know what's awesome now? Cocaine. Cocaine. It's like, you have, you have straight edge tattooed on your knees, and you're like, yeah, but cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah, but cocaine. Man. <laughs> 
that's you know like i've been straight edge for all for like 10 and a half years but uh recently i've decided i've been thinking about taking up day drinking because um i lost my fucking job in december and i've been having trouble filling the hours so i figure why not develop a drinking problem might as well go day for brunch you know tight. no big deal yeah just like are all you guys oh sorry so you guys have all been straight edge at some point. So you're still straight edge. Oh no, I'm I'm the only straight edge one. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm like I'm what I like to call sober, um, yeah, which just means which is just that like I don't really care about drinking. I've never been like like drinking's not my first thought of like this would be fun or this is what I want to do. But right. if I'm at a bar, I don't want to. I'm not gonna be weird. I'm like yeah. you know, I'll be like you know I'll, <laughs> so I'll, like, I'll have a drink. You're not gonna yeah. start like preaching or anything you know no no i'm like yeah well like, no I'm it's hanging, funny you say it's funny you said about like that either it's like you know you just give up one day or whatever or, uh, or you just go yeah. crazy with it because it's like i can't tell you how many like i grew up in south florida like where you, you guys are all in like south florida right no i'm in central. i'm in south florida so central oh you're in, you guys are in south, yeah, so we're in tampa. Oh, okay you guys are tampa and you're south florida okay sorry that's why i was confused i don't know i thought for some reason i thought you guys are down in south florida so I was like, okay, well, I grew up in, um, or went to high school in this place called Coral Springs, and like ah, played a bunch Coral of bands. Yeah, I went to Coral Springs. Coral Springs, Coral Springs is a good place for bands, isn't that where Newfound Glory yeah. is from? Yeah, that's where yeah. they're from. And I, uh, so I played a bunch. Of, I, in fact, I played. I never played, and I, I don't know them. I mean, I've met them a couple times, but I don't really know those guys. But I knew all their younger brothers because they're more like yeah. my age. And, <clears throat> And uh, but I played in a bunch of bands. It's a huge hardcore scene down there, especially there was when I was in high school. And I remember like huge straight edge scene and all this stuff. And I remember like so many kids that I knew that were just hardcore straight edge. And you know, here we are. We're in college now, four or five years later, and I'm sitting there just like just doing down and shots of Jack Daniels with these kids that have like edge till death tattooed on their chest and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like. And they're like 22, and I'm like, man, you couldn't have waited like maybe give it five years or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like maybe like don't don't take it up for six months and get like the tattoo, man. You know, like Chelsea, I think you like you know you've earned it, like you know, like, yeah, I get it. But but uh, but I'm just like so many of these kids are just like, okay, I get it, man. You know, like whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm trust me, I'm not anybody to ever look down or judge or like. Do I anything. am not trust a role me. model. <laughs> But I just always thought it was, I thought that was so, it was so funny. It's just like these kids would just go like, and they were the hard, most hardcore partiers. Like at that point, like the, all the kids I knew is straight edge in high school by college. They were all just like, yeah, they're doing key bumps in the bathroom and stuff like that. You know? All like, the oh former God. straight edge kids are. It's like, I was like a hardcore alcoholic from like 15 to 18 to this yeah. day. I don't know how I'm still alive. It's like, yeah. my liver is like, we've given you a second chance. There will not be a third. <laughs> and I'm go. like, Okay, um, but I've always maintained that if I decided not to be straight edge anymore, I would just get like a straight line tat um, tattooed like through the tattoo, so at least I'm you know, <laughs> consistent. Yeah, there you go. Just uh, a big red X. <laughs> be I like, know. no. <laughs> yeah, I know a, a common thing to do if you have like a big straight edge tattoo, and I know this because I have friends who are both tattoo artists and former straight edge kids. Is that a common thing I guess to do in the community? Is if you are straight edge you got a big tattoo and then you broke it and you decided I'm going to stay broken. You put uh, a date on it. 
like uh, like you would like a lifetime. So it's like, you know, like fucking 2003 to 2012, so you know? <laughs> I'm probably just going to put LMAO below it. Yeah, <laughs> like a go. big line and then LMAO. Just, just oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> when you accidentally hit a White Claw instead of a Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> So not you gonna lie. Get, like, I, I love if that was your like your 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 ending day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like well, what it, happened? Did you, did you just what was your breaking point? Oh, it's like oh no, my friend had a Celsius, and I, there was a white claw. I thought it was a Celsius, so you know. But you know, rules are rules. I'm out of club. Rules are rules. Not gonna lie, should, uh, I was like half paying attention, and when I heard break edge on white claw i immediately imagined <laughs> fucking john cena giving edge an aa through a bunch of white claws <laughs> i'm surprised you know what like now that you say that like i'm surprised that hasn't happened on like spring break or like one of the like janela shows or something like that you know <laughs> we, like some kind of big we, like... uh, we had a match a couple uh probably what uh i guess ago. in 19 probably in 19 19 yeah 2019 where we were we wrestled for uh kaju big battle oh hell yeah and we were these like sea monsters yeah and i had these giant fucking claws so i said hey here's what i'm thinking for like the heat uh i'm going to pull a white claw out and i'm gonna pour it on my claw and then i'm gonna give our opponent a mandible claw with it (laughs) so it's like a mandible claw the from a claw, covered mandible white, white claw. claw. Yes, and uh, that was probably the most ridiculous moment. It was like no, the whole he, storytelling he, with it and everything. No, the best part about it was so he has this idea, and then whose job is it to make sure it happens? This guy. <laughs> um, so I have to go to Seven Eleven and buy white claws. Just one four, the saddest purchase you've ever seen. Just one four pack of white claws, white claws. and. I start and, and then I go to the booker and I'm like, hey, can we do this? Because like I'm gonna be dousing white claw over your ring, and they're like, yeah. Well, that has sugar in it. Can you like empty it out and just put water in it? And I was like, I guess so. Fuck. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. It has sugar in it. I guess that was that... like their. I think isn't their like claim to fame is that they have like no sugar <laughs> or like, I don't know. like that a, was like that was their thing. Listen, I like, didn't want to so argue. Weird. I was just yeah, like, yeah, no, I get it. I don't want. Yeah. The so last I, thing I ever want to do is. With a promoter, but I would argue that the anyway. bathroom water from Orpheum is way more acidic than white. <laughs> exactly. Oh, for sure, like you can strike wallpaper. That's so, yeah. um, that, so that Orpheum men's bathroom is something special. Jesus, oh, yeah. the, the women's bathroom is not much better. It's yeah, like, sure isn't. there have been women have died in there, there's like streaks of blood on the ceiling, and I don't know how it got there. Yes, you do. Ooh. Uh, the the uh, the worst the best part about it though was so we do the entrance with our white claws because we want to get this over and <laughs> I don't know have you ever done kaiju Drennan yeah I have okay. actually when we're done with this I got a funny story about that heard so I was cycloptopus and I'm always cycloptopus yeah. because uh, I'm too big for any other costume <laughs> and I walk out and I can't see fucking shit. I say this about Kaiju every time we talk about it, which is Kaiju Big Battle made me a better wrestler. Because if you can have a decent match in that shit, you the next match you have, you're going to feel like yeah. fucking Kushida. 
Yeah, like exactly. you're just gonna be like, 100%. I'm so good at wrestling. Yeah, Look I'm, like, I'm amazing at this. <laughs> it's the equivalent of running with like a 50 pound weight vest on and yeah. then running like normally. Yeah, I've done but, that uh, one. I've done Dusto Bunny. I've done the. I forget what his name, but the dude with the big hand. Uh, yeah. I've done like five or six of them, and none of them. I did like a Swamp Monster one. I think five or six. I I think I could see out of one of them. Honestly, yeah. like they're they're yeah. they the, are so hard. The well, costume of Bear Ranger is not difficult to maneuver in, but you can't see out of the goddamn thing because yeah, like a none of them. They, none of them are made for mobility or vision or anything besides just kind of like bumping standing into there. something. Yeah, like yeah. standing there and kind of bumping into something. Um, oh. But thing is, thank God we had the white claws. Yeah, because then I had an out for what happened, which is I'm walking around the ring and I walk starting to walk up the steps and I misjudge my steps and I fucking (laughs) need that shit. And I fall over (laughs) and Zach Romero covered me beautifully goes, I had a little bit too many of those white clothes. (laughs) I thought I, Uh, I was in the audience for this. And I thought that he did it on purpose, like, because, <laughs> LOL, I'm so drunk. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man. And it wasn't I wish loud. I was that good of a worker. <laughs> <laughs> we got banned from a place one time. Because me and Teddy, when we were tagging, we used to be tagged and called Savages. And uh, we used to bring bottles of whiskey to the ring with us. And we never drink. Like, I mean, like, like my, it was all part of a gimmick, you know? Like, I, like we would do, like, a shot. And we, it was always real whiskey. Because we wanted it to smell, but like we weren't like getting hammered backstage. You were, like I Steve always... Austin, it where yeah, you're, like, showering we like, in kinda, it. Yeah, exactly. You know, we kind of like we'd take a shot and we'd like spit it out or something like that. You know, yeah. and uh, I did something. We were it was me and Teddy were working uh, cruising Rios, I think it was up in Jacksonville for this one promotion, and we did a gimmick where like I pretended like I was drunk, I was wasted, like that was like the the shine basically. And the the whole gimmick was that like for the heat I wasn't drunk like I was and they like I distracted them and then I came over took them over on the heat. Well, I don't know what the deal with the promoter was, but we did a good job because he banned us. Like, ah. he, he fucking, <coughs> we were asked it's to never come back because he thought we were legit drunk for our match. Like it was like you did you watch the match? Like did you see the heat spot? Like that was the whole like like the crowd got it. Like yeah. you know like I don't even know. Uh, that was that was a very that was a very memorable match. Not just for that, but it was also you ever had two hundred people. Like I know I've never I've never been a body guy, but I I remember that one was specifically something because I had about two hundred people chanting love handles at me. So nice. I my 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 self esteem is was doing great after that one. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, here on Demon Road Diaries, Drennan, um, all of us are body guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. welcome I, I feel to very intimidated right now, guys. <laughs> um, like, it was just the best decision we ever made. We just woke up. You just gotta guy. be jacked. So, this, this episode has gone into a lot of dangits, and I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it. Uh, so, I'm gonna jump straight to, because I want to know this story, because you said you had a story for it. So, I'm gonna jump straight into it. We have a segment on this show in honor of the C- Cuban fucking jewel that is Conan. Uh, we are the only Conan stand podcast, including his own. And in honor of that, we wanted to ask you, Drennan, was there a time in your career 
where you thought, man, this is gonna fucking suck. This is gonna be some bullshit. Utter trash. Things are gonna get rowdy, rowdy. K-O-N-A-N Conan. But after it was all said and done, after you got through it, got back from the curtain, got back in the car, you're like, you know what? I'm glad that happened. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I am about it, about it. This is your rowdy, rowdy, bout it, bout it segment of the week. Burr, burr, burr. Please donate to our meat house so we can afford a real All good. Alive the place to be, Mexico City. I think I got a little something. And it's not really like a story per se. It's more of a, uh, uh, you know, okay. Here's what I'll say. A year, maybe, maybe I don't know, year, year and a half into training, this big, very large man comes into into 3D. Mm. Uh, very, very big man. And uh, he starts training with us. And he doesn't have the best reputation. He's a little bit of a blowhard. He's a little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a know-it-all. And uh, people don't seem to like this guy as much. Like, some people do. Some people don't. He's kind of a polarizing figure. And... Decides to get, he says his kid can't really like move around that well. So he's kind of got two left feet kind of thing. So he wants to give him this baby Huey kind of gimmick. Like he wants him to wear oh, the I diaper and be the I, so <laughs> <laughs> I knew from the moment you, I'm not even this. I mean, I was kind of hoping he was going to talk about Monster, but uh, now I know where this is going. <laughs> So this kid comes to me in a very, very desperate, uh, <laughs> and it's like, Ooh, I, I really don't know this guy that much at this time. And I haven't, I, you know, I, I don't have the best opinion. I think he's kind of like a little bit of a arrogant guy, but whatever. He comes to me and he's like, Hey, so Bubba wants to just sing where he wears a diaper and like, whatever. It's like, you know, can we can, like, we meet up like after after the thing and like talk and do this kind of thing and I'm like all right, so I tell him where I'm gonna be, and he comes and and we wind up meeting up and uh, we have this whole thing and we come up with this character called Mikey, and, <laughs> and I'll tell you right now and it it's an overgrown five year old and and the whole thing and I'm like all right so come up this whole thing where it's like okay you just you're like i get it whatever and i literally was like even though i helped go i was like this is gonna be the dumbest thing ever like whatever but you know hey but i'll tell you right now having some of my most fun matches in the middle of nowhere florida in front of the like some of the most rowdy crowds with a dude that was literally at the time 32 33 or something like that and like 300 plus pounds in basically children's i don't know fucking pajamas with a way too small book bag acting like he's five years old and i'll tell you right now i mean I, like i was just like and and you know and for and obviously you don't know what i'm talking about it wound up being paro but uh <laughs> <laughs> that big tough guy that he, he's gonna hate me telling well he, he, people know you can go look it up online whatever everybody knows he was mikey but uh and uh I, I, i'm responsible for mikey and i'm responsible for paro don't let him tell you that that's not a, also a thing but uh yeah i thought that was gonna be the dumbest thing ever and 
I had to, I kind of had to do it myself, but somehow it wound up being one of the most fun things I ever, like I, we had a playground street fight in Jacksonville one time. That was one of my low key favorite matches where I just beat him up with like, stuff like a justin timberlake poster and like <laughs> like wiffle ball bats and like jacks and like i think we i think we did the the lego spot before it was even like really a thing i mean it wasn't even trying to like do it like I, we did a bunch of i think i threw bubble uh like you know like the bubble solution that you do like kids blow yeah. bubbles that was like the heat spot through in his eyes and stuff and we like had a blast with that man like that was really like a i don't know i had a fucking i had a blast with that kind of stuff i really thought it was gonna be so stupid but we we and we got a lot of mileage out of it. He got a lot of miles out of that thing, and uh, until eventually one day I just had to sit him down. You got you got to stop doing this. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> he, he was. I think he was pretty ready. But <laughs> no, he was he was definitely it. ready because he had been talking to me like, like two years. Like, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? And I've heard him being like, well, I mean, you can sell gimmicks you know, for the rest of your life. I think I think he had a tryout in something, and they just looked at him and were like, dude, come back when you get something new going on. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought that was going to be the dumbest thing ever. And it was the dumbest thing ever. Don't get me wrong, but I had a fucking blast doing it. So, and having a good time. I know he, he, he I don't know if he likes to talk about it all the time, but he I think he, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I can pick on him because, you know, I helped him with all that shit. So it doesn't matter. But, uh, and he's also one of my best friends. So whatever. Yeah. I was going to um, say, like you were in his wedding party. You can talk about whatever you want. Oh yeah. I, I talk <laughs> shit about him all the time. He knows that. But, uh. Yeah, no, that that one was one of them. Oh man, uh, I'll tell you the, the the Bubba story that I was gonna tell you was he. So we were we were in class one day, and so there was this kid. That are, so Bubba taught me this story, and like some people might think it's bullying, some I think it's like aggressive or whatever. I don't. I personally don't. But he did this thing where I had gotten out of the ring, and he kind of like at. I'd say 30% started hitting me, like kind of like not like slapping me, but not like a day, but just kind of like, you know, pawing at me a little bit, you know, like whatever. And I'm just kind of like, and I don't know, you know, I'm new and like, whatever. I don't really know what he's trying to teach me. So he's doing it a little bit and whatever. And then he's like, he's like, if I started doing this to you in a fight, you know, like, what would you do now? He's not hitting me too hard. Or he's kind of like, you know, pawing at me a little bit. And he's like, you know, what would you do? What would you do? And I'm like, I don't know, I'd cover up or I'd put, hit you back or whatever. And he's like, yeah, so do that in the ring. Because I guess I was just like, it was something where somebody was putting me in the corner and I was just not, you know, I was I was just giving it to him basically, you know? And I thought, and I, and I learned from it quite a bit. Well, there was this other kid that trained with us at the time and he quit because of that. He thought Bubba was being kind of a bully. And I remember in the email that he sent, like kind of resigning uh, he said that he didn't like how Bubba imposed his will on me. <laughs> that, and, that, that's a way of putting it. Yes. So, so I don't know, a week or two later, we're driving, and uh, I don't know, Bubba me lived kind of like the same way on I-4 somewhere. And um, we're going up I-4, and I look over, and it's Bubba. And I'm like, hey, you know, I kind of I wave at him, and he just gets this big smile on his face. And he just does a little swerve into my lane. I'm like, oh, you know, like, and he does another one. Nothing's crazy. I know this sounds weird, but it's, it really wasn't <laughs> as bad as it sounds. Uh, I don't want to get him in trouble or anything. It really wasn't that bad. It was just like a little fake out thing. And like, so I pull over real quick and he just rolls down his window and he just looks at me and he's like, well, I, you know, whatever. And I'm well down. He's just like, that's me imposing my will and just like floors it and takes off. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Yeah, that, that, was, could... that was some of the fun times that we always had in uh, 3D. So yeah, it was, it, it, I always, I always really liked those times. As that story kept going, I just kept waiting for to get to the part where you're like, so I'm standing over the body and Bubba's holding yeah, the knife. Yeah. But I don't want to make him sound like a yeah, bad guy. No, it wasn't that big of a like deal. A bad guy. He only murdered three people, you know. Yeah. Uh, so every... Behind the CVS. And I'm like, Bubba, we can't keep doing this. He's like, I told you this was the last time. <laughs> Everyone in that Wendy's oh. deserved it. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. This is a they should, hey, and as far as his grandmother goes, that guy's grandmother goes, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that. She deserved <laughs> everything she got. Christ. And uh, I, I, I just, I know he gets a bad rap sometimes from people, and I just want to, like, you know, so it's just like, no, he wasn't really doing anything. He was just joking around, but uh, I, I just always thought that was funny. Yeah, that's me imposing my will on your kid and just took off. Uh, yeah, we always laughed about that, but, but no, I, I wanted to tell you, um, you're talking about kaiju is actually the reason kind of the reason that mayhem on mills even exists because about i want to say 2015 they i like i always loved kaiju big battle like i I remember when they had the show on mtv too wait before i was even a wrestler or any of that kind of stuff i just thought it was like a really cool thing and whenever they they came down in 2015 and did a tour with um in conjunction with fest and you know just knew the right people And I got on that tour and did like, you know, it was, I think it was Tampa, Orlando, Gainesville and Jacksonville. And the, so the, so we do the Tampa show, which is at the Orpheum. It's a lot of people there. It's part of like pre-fest. It's awesome. And I'm like, man, this is so much fun. Had a blast. We go to Orlando. Now, Orlando, like the, the, the venue they got in Orlando was like a, like a kid's karate dojo down on like uh, behind I drive, which is like, you know, I drives like the big touristy area, like right next to like uh, Universal Studios and all that stuff. But behind it, it's just kind of like industrial park and stuff like that. So there's not like a lot back there, not really easy to get to. So like we get there, we set up and there, I think maybe 15 people showed up to the show or something like that. Really wasn't that many, but it was also on Halloween. Mm. So, like, you know, people were out doing this stuff. So I remember I left, you know, because the show got over pretty early. So I remember um, I left. I went back and went on Mills and partied, like met up with another friend and got in a costume, which was Sexy Jason, which I always thought was a very – I found a Jason mask with a machete and put on a flannel and then just wore my wrestling speedo and no pants. So I figured, you know, sexy Jason. Right. And, uh, so we did that and I got up there and I'm looking and we're, we're going to the, we're going to bar hop and there's like Will's pub. This is uh St. Matt's a bunch of these places. I'm going around and I'm like, man, I, we should have done Kaiju here. This place would have gone like insane for this. We could have done it in the parking lot. Like this would have been amazing. Like if I would have just like been able to like get a, if we could have got a ring here, get some lights like this would have been amazing right and then from that day forward i was like we should bring wrestling here like this would be great like people would totally like dig this and um yeah that was like the first time i ever thought about doing it was that night and i remember it was kind of in the back of my head for about three years like how could we do this how could we bring this to to mills i think this would be a great place for it you know and like if if that kaiju show would have been at some like you know downtown, I might have never even thought of it, you know. So it was just like, 
I just remember doing that and being like, this is it. Like, we need to bring wrestling here, man. Like, people would totally dig this here. And, like, from that day forward, pretty much, like, trying to get it going. Hell, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of, like, that's become, like, a weird uh, motto of, like, ourselves and some of our friends groups, which is just, like, don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah. It's just, like, well, I, I, go ahead. I people all the time, I'm, like, you know, half the part of doing it's getting something done is just doing it. Like, mm-hmm. you're just doing it, just going out. It's like the wrestling. Like, you know, you're talking about, like, how'd you get done, like, get involved in wrestling? I just did it. Like, I just yeah. was like, hey, fuck it. I'm going to do this thing. I you know, just fucking didn't... showed up. Yeah, I just did. I just showed up and was like, luckily, I had a couple bucks, you know, like, whatever. And, like, you know, like I said, Bubba, Bubba even said it, it's like, you weren't stupid enough to know you shouldn't have done this. Like, you know, and he's right. You know, like, I just was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do this. Same thing with Mayhem. We're just like, you know, every mayhem's the same. Like, I legit get so nervous, and I'm like, how are we going to pull this off? Like, mm-hmm. every single time. I get more nervous about doing a mayhem than I did, ever did wrestling or doing – because that all that stuff's there. Like, that's somebody else's problem. All I got to do is show up and perform there. Yeah. Mayhem, I got to do everything. Like, you know, we got to – it's just everything. So it's just like, oh, my God. how Like, it, everyone seems like the most insurmountable task, but it's just showing up and doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So what is, like, so I guess I would ask then, like, is Mills, because you guys have been able to put on a decent amount of shows, and obviously, you know, you got your uh, next show coming up on, uh, was it February 23rd? February 21st. Oh, 21st. Okay, so. Yeah, a week 21st. from there. Or, well, um, I don't know when this comes out, but. Wednesday. So it's, it's uh, this okay, Sunday. Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. Sunday. Yeah, so uh, February 21st, Mayhem Mills returns. So. Everything you guys have done up to this point, like obviously there's growing pains, there's, there's things that necessarily don't always go to plan, but for the most part, has it been like your vision? Like, is it has it been the thing that you wanted to put out there? I, you know, that's an interesting question. I really thought about it like that. Uh, as far as my vision goes, like I said, I just wanted them to be fun and have a good time and like. The first one, like it, it was never intended to be like, oh, hey, we're going to do this. Like, this is going to, Mayhem on Mills is just going to be, I mean, Mayhem on Mills was just the name of the first show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like, oh, this is the promotion or whatever. Like, you know, or hey, we're starting and we're going to do this show and this show and this show. I mean, I just wanted to do it. Um, basically, it was, uh, the way we started, it was the guy, Rich Evans, that I was telling you about that helped us out. He was doing a thing at Will's called Turnbuckle Tuesday which he played um, old, like, Florida Championship Wrestling on, like, a, like, on a projector, and he played, like, old punk records. And, you know, me and him would talk about wrestling and whatever, and he was like, for the second anniversary, he goes, hey, what do you think about doing a, you know, an actual wrestling show? And I'm like, yeah, let's talk to Will, see what we can pull off. And we did. And um, that was just, you know, hey, let's see what we can do here. And then that one went well. So we waited about six months and we did another one. And then after that one, we were like, I think we can do this. I think we could like, like, so we, and we've always like trying to do it like a little modestly. So it's like, I think like, uh, you know, that first year we did the two and then we didn't, I think we did like four and then, we, I don't know, then we started doing like the six or whatever, but uh, yeah. So it was just like, it just grew. But as far as like my vision I mean, yeah, because my vision was just always like to bring wrestling to Mills and like and uh, 
and not even just I, mean, I keep harping on the Mills thing, but just kind of like to my environment, like to kind of what I grew up with and like what I like to chill in and stuff like that. The kind of like because I knew these people would dig it. Um, I knew this like kind of crowd would dig it, but it just needs to be presented to them in a way that like, you know, I don't even really particularly like being like, oh, pro wrestling all the time with it. You know, I like to be like, hey, this is like kind of this other thing, you know, like because I think like some people get hung up on that and it's, and it, you know, it, it kind of pushes out a certain way and i'm just like well, this is a party man and like we're just having a good time so and that's why we have bands play that's why we have a lot of different things going so as far as my vision goes i think it's, it's it's evolved over time because at first it was just to do that but now it's like man it's working with some of these guys like like i would say after the first anniversary show it definitely changed to where it went from like I want to make this Troy Hollywood's place. I want to make this Hunter Law's place. I want to make this Kylan King's place. I want to make these a place that, like, man, when 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 they kind of look back and these guys are doing something, like, further down, they like, hey, this was the place that gave them kind of, like, the freedom to be who they wanted to be and, and to bring that kind of out of them. So I guess that – and I think we've done that. Like, uh, like doing stuff with uh, Saif, I think, like, you know – Everybody's kind of making him the revolutionary. I'm like, man, Saeed's a badass heel. And I'm like, he can go out there and he hasn't been, like, people are like, kind of like, you know, and, and like, him kind of pigeon him and kind of doing this one thing. And I think he's trying to break out of that. And I'm like, dude, Saeed, go out there and be a bad guy. You know, go out there and be as bad as you can. And like, I think he's, him, him, and, him and Hollywood had one of my favorite matches I've ever seen ever in like a, uh, in a last man standing match. And he was, yeah a bad, bad man in that match. And I don't think he gets the freedom to do that as much as he'd like, you know? And I think some of these, that's, that's what it's kind of evolved into. I want, I want people to just be able to have the freedom to be able to do what they want to do. And like, sometimes bring in some guys that like, like I'd say on this next show, we've got um, task force coming in and they're going to work the end, you know? And I think that's good for them. I think these guys are coming up. Huh? But I'm just saying, oh, and I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying, like, I think these guys, they're at the thing, they're at the cusp right now where it's like, they need to start being working, they need to start working with, like, the big boys, you know, like, they need to start working with guys like the end to learn from them, you know, like, you know, and I, and I think they're ready for that. I think they're ready to be that, those guys. And I've, I've been watching them for a while. I remember they sent me some stuff like a year, year and a half ago. And I'm like, these guys are good, but they're not ready, you know? And like, mm-hmm. now I'm like, looking at them, like, they're ready and they need this to get to the next level and stuff like that. So that's what I'm, that's what I, I guess that's the vision now. I mean, if that's something like that's where I'm at with it, that's really all I want. I want to have a good time and I want people to learn and grow and that's about it. You know, so I like, you know, me like, you know, not to completely take things out of game and stuff, but like, you know, I'm working Sawyer rec on this next show and we're going to have a street fight. Cause I think that'll take like, you know, that's an environment that I'm pretty familiar with and I know what I'm doing in that kind of stuff, but I don't think she is. And I think she needs to be pushed into something like that. I think it's going to, I think she'll grow and learn something from being in a, an environment like that, you know? So that's some, that's something right there. That's, I guess, that's like, the one that I'm most looking forward to. <laughs> Me too. I, I, I... <laughs> well, Sawyer's, Sawyer from day one, I mean, like on the very first show, you know, she wasn't booked. She was just kind of there as like a student. I don't even think she had had her first match yet. And credit to go, um, <laughs> Snake Man. So Snake Man just saw something in the crowd with her and kind of called something out. And because they just, she's, he saw how the the crowd was 
reacting to her, you know? And, like, since day one, she's been over, like, before she even had a first match, she's been over with our crowd. It's insane, you know? Like, so, I don't know. But, yeah, that's, that's, I guess, funny, because, like, I think just in in your question right there, I'm answering what that is to myself right now, because I guess I really hadn't sat down and thought about that, you know? And, but I guess that's what it is. Yeah, like I like I said, I always want to bring that kind of fun party atmosphere. But I also I see so much in a lot of these, you know, I mean I won't call them kids, but you know, like there's so much talent there and and mm-hmm. I want to I want to be uh, I just see a lot of negativity out there and I think me and Teddy are both on the same page and we just we always want to be a place that people feel good about coming to. They don't feel like they have to do it because like, you know, oh, this is like a step in the door somewhere else or whatever. But like, the, I think it's just, I want them to come to Mayhem on Mills because they want to come to Mayhem on Mills and have a fun time. That's basically it. But I want them to learn something and I want to, I want to be able to do something for them that's going to help them. I think like, you know, having the Ducks work, like, you know, you guys and other people, I think the Ducks are so, there's so much you can learn from being in the ring with those guys. Like I, I've wrestled them a handful of times and, I learned shit from like, like they're so good. And, you know, putting some of the young teams in there with those guys, like, it's just, I think it's a great thing. So, sorry oh, yeah. to go on a little bit. Oh, like, no, I mean, no. Like man. I like, said, I'm just, I think I'm just kind of answering this for myself almost in, in, in a way too. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. That's such a loving description <laughs> of like your vision for like, whether you're just like kind of digging into it yourself for the first time or not, that's such like, a loving vision for your creation. It's yeah. I, that's what it is. Like, this isn't like me. If, trust me. If, if I, I know how, I, I know how to, I could run a promotion to just make some extra money and stuff like that. That's not what it's really is, man. Like I, you know, I could charge every, or like I, you know, get whoever I could for 25 bucks and just put on a show if I wanted to, but that's not what I'm trying to do. Like I want to be me and Teddy both. And, and this is Teddy too. And, you know, we've always been like, you know, hey, we want we want to make it worth it for people to come here and we want them to get something out of this. And like, you know, I, you know, I put our track record, put our track record up against anybody, man. Like, you know, it, it, it really warmed my heart whenever I started like like texting people and like, you know, hitting them up about mayhem. Being like, you know, hey, February 21st, are you available? And everybody's hell. Yeah, people are but like, you know, somebody was like well, I, I'm flying into Tampa that day, but I'll, I'll get my, I'll get my flight changed because I want to do the show. You know, like people are like, like, you know, Oh my God, I can't wait. Like, you know, I've, I've been missing this, you know, like that. And then like to have that kind of reaction, it's like, I think we're doing something good. Yeah. So, that's, that's, yeah. that's how, you know, that's yeah, that's the sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I know how I, it is talking to promoters and just being like, okay. you know like you know yeah. that kind of stuff and when i'm like dealing with that i'm like okay which i haven't but like you know i don't want to be that promoter you know i want to be somebody that can like that you know somebody that you know you like it and then you know i can also drunkenly text hunter and troy at three in the morning and they don't mind it too much <laughs> hopefully and because i'm just excited for their match you know like son and, i got an idea <laughs> yeah it's like oh god i built another out. time machine yeah <laughs> this time it sends you backwards exactly. um i can attest to that it's definitely it was like I, I almost thought it wasn't real when uh we got like when i don't remember who was that i think it was aaron yeah, Aaron told me, like, hey, we got Mills. 
And I was like, what? 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 That's that thing that's happening? And, and I was just so excited to be there and to get to have that match. And, like, just, like, I get no, through it. Did. It was like, you got, what? You got the email because you told me. I told you? Okay. Yeah, you told me. And you're like, you good for Mills for this day? And I was like. Yeah, what'd you do to get us on that? And you're I'm like, so, I'm so you okay. You're right. I'm so used to you getting the bookings that like, because that was that was the booking that I chased. Like I was going to the shows. I was helping out. I remember I was one of Serpentico's druids. Yes, for the casket match. And I remember what was so funny was when we got through it. Because what happened was is that like it was me and a bunch of other guys, but like not really trained guys. I think these were like young, young, young boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. uh so like we had a plan of like how to walk out and how to carry it, but none of them followed the plan. So basically I ended up being the only person on this one side and I just fucking deadlifted that fucker up with chuckles in it. <laughs> and I remember Teddy came up to me and goes, I'm so glad you were out there. <laughs> nobody else was going to get that up. When the plan and, uh, goes horribly wrong. And, uh, so then, yeah, we get the show, and I just remember being so excited for the show and just being like, fuck yeah, we're going to do this, that like we get there, and I remember Aaron turns to me and goes, so what are we getting paid for this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, I never talked about money with Drennan. Yeah. And uh, and then after the show, you came up to me, you handed us our envelope, and I opened it, and I counted it, and I just was like, did you give me two people's checks? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I was like flabbergasted about how much money was in there. <laughs> I can't accept this. Oh my god, that's always the fun like, part. Is this the pay for the whole match? Like, I'm not the whole match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we can we tell it? Can we tell him our dream Mills match? Particularly the finish wait, wait. is my favorite part. I do want to hear that, but wait, I wanted to say something real quick because you got to go over it. Like, you talking about the Druid thing, which I thought was so funny because uh, I'm thinking about – I forget what it was, but, I mean, I remember we came up with that – I came up with that idea. I was like, oh, it would be so cool to have, like, all these Serpentico masks, guys. But I never thought – and I remember we were supposed to get Druid, like, cloaks or something, mm-hmm. and the day of, all of that fell through. So we're just sitting there, and everybody's just in, like, whatever. They're, they're in Serpentico masks, but they're just, like, come back. And, like, because te- I'm like, Teddy, I'm like, Teddy, can you uh, get these guys together? And it was just, like, everybody was, like, sitting there, and we were kind of, like, going over. And it's, like, this, they're in Serpentico masks, but they're in, like, just whatever they're wearing. So, like, just T-shirts well, and, like, what happened whatever. Was that? I had to send my mom to Target to get all the black T-shirts for everybody, like, <laughs> while the show was going on. I think that's like, why like... Teddy talked to me, because I'm just at the show, and he walks yeah. up to me, and I'm normally in a black T-shirt, <laughs> and he walks up to me and goes, can you do something for me? <laughs> like... Okay. Wait, oh my I think God. it was like my bear tooth t-shirt and I just turned it inside out. That's hilarious. Uh okay, so sorry, I just had to I just saw that was so funny. And then I remember there was like a weird there was a weird picture you guys took backstage and one yeah. of the guys just was not getting it and like or, god damn it. Sorry, Serpentico was getting so pissed. <laughs> well, I just remember like we were all standing there and like we were supposed to do the arms folded pose. Yeah. And like one guy just couldn't understand how to fold his yeah, he arms. Was, he, he, he couldn't. At first, he was like, he kept giving like a peace sign or something like that, and then like, <laughs> like no, and do my the, thing, just do my fucking thing. He's like, do, just do the thing, man. Just do the thing. We're trying to take a picture, and then he they like cropped him out or something. It was so funny. I was just, oh my god. 
That was just that whole like Serpentico Druids thing was so hilarious. I was like, that's another like 3 a.m. just like, oh, it'd be so cool if like it was a bunch of Serpentico Druids, right? You know, like, yeah. luckily we get to do weird shit like that. So luckily, Serpentico it. has like so has like a masks. billion masks. Yeah. <laughs> Mine didn't really fit that well. So if you look at that picture we took, my eyes are like above the hole. <laughs> I think those were all, I think those are on this. I might. I think I took the took that picture, and I think, or maybe like I gave. I think I gave my camera to Teddy to take the picture or something. So I think they're on this phone that I'm using right now. So I'm definitely as soon as we're done with this, gonna go look at those. <laughs> I don't want to uh, spoil the dream match idea though, because if we tell it here live, if it does happen, I don't want it to be spoiled. Okay. All right, we'll here. tell them after the recording. Off, off the air. Oh, it's okay. really good. <laughs> um. Drennan, this has been wonderful. This has been fantastic. This has been a fun tangent of a podcast. Uh, hey, where can people, something. where can people find you? And more importantly, where can they buy tickets for February twenty first, the return of Mayhem on Mills? So, uh, as far as me personally, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Drennan Talks, uh, and that's in. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Eddie Gravy, which I know is kind of a weird thing, but it's just like a weird joke, and I don't feel like changing at this point. Um, and then, I don't know, don't follow – I mean, I guess you can follow me on Facebook. I don't really care. I, don't, I barely use it. Um, so, um, but, yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Um, as far as Mayhem goes, follow Mayhem on – at Mayhem on Mills on Twitter, at Mayhem on Mills on Instagram. Um Find us on Facebook, same thing, just Mayhem on Mills. And you can find links to, I think it's through Orlando Weekly. You can find links on all three of those, like on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find the ticket link in there. Um, and, yeah, just go ahead and buy those. It is going to be limited. Like, you know, we're, we're going to take every precaution we can. Um, we're going to, you know, masks are required. We're going to be distanced. It's actually in a different spot than Will's. Uh, it's right down. It's just a block down the street. It's a, they're calling it the uh, Carlotta. I'm trying to remember what it was. It's, but Carlotta is the main thing of it. It's a Carlotta Culture Center. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's uh, right down the street from, uh, like, uh, you can see it from Will's. Uh, it's literally right down the street. It, was a, it used to be a car lot, and the, the owner or uh, somebody's bought it, and um, right across the street from Wally's. And it's actually a very big, 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 uh, sprawling space. It's going to be really awesome. We got a tour of it the other day, and I'm, I think it's even better than – definitely better than the place – the Wills parking lot, which was on a very steep incline, which we had to put, like, uh, uh, yeah. little, like, uh, cement blocks and everything to get the, the ring level. And then, uh, you know, the Orange Studio, which I love so much, but I'm just not comfortable putting on anything, especially at a place that small inside at this point with everything. But – you know, MasterCard required. We're going to be distanced. Um, we're going to be, like, on everybody. So, you know, we're going to be make this – while we do want to have fun and everything, we are taking this very seriously, and we are taking it – you know, we want to make sure everybody's safe. So, you know, everybody – all the all the performers, including myself and Teddy, are all getting tested in the days in, in advance to make sure nobody has COVID. Um, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can. We want to do it. We, we want to do it safe. You know, I know not everybody's going to agree with that, but I think we've come to a point where we can we can be pretty safe of it, safe with it. So, you know, you know, I understand people being negative about it, but it is what it is so far. So, 
but yeah, you can go find any of that on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you know, like any of that kind of stuff. I hope you guys join us. I hope everybody's there, man. We're going to have a good time. They are limited. Like I said, there are going to be limited tickets, though. Hell yeah. Uh, Kaden, want to do the thing? Sure. You can find Demon Road Diaries by simply searching Demon Road Diaries on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find the coda at we are the coda on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash we are the coda. You can find me personally at Music City KG on Instagram, Twitter, PlayStation Network, and Cash App. Oh, and Reddit now. I'm on Reddit again. <laughs> you're deep well, in the You're way better at that than I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've only done it 46 times, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can find me, your bastard son, at bastard son Rios on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me on Instagram at Durden Says, on Twitter at the Durden Says, prowrestlingtees.com slash Chelsea Durden if you are interested in helping me put my cats through college or, you know, pay the fucking light bill in here <laughs> because I still don't have a fucking job or a lamp for my living room. Um, Please be nice to my mother in your Instagram comments. Um, she very much appreciates nice people, but when 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 y'all are mean and you call her bad ass, she's such a nice lady, guys. Just, just be nice, man. Be nice. And for all of us here at Demon Road Diaries, for Caden Green, Ronnie Rios, Drennan, and myself, Chelsea Durden, we hope that you stay safe and stay jacked. <laughs>